Blog Talk Radio. Indiana Adoptee Network News host Pam Krofsky has been an advocate for the adoption community for over 25 years, serving as president of both here, Hoosiers for Equal Access to Records, and IAN, Indiana Adoption Network, a nonprofit organization committed to enhancing the lives of those who have been touched by adoption, focusing on education and empowerment. And now your host, Pam Krofsky. Hi, guys. So tonight we thought we'd uh, start our little uh, series, which is going to kind of get short, cut short with, for good reason. Um, so tonight we're going to talk about connection and perfection, and we kind of think they they don't really necessarily go hand in hand, but they're two things that as adoptees we really, I think we almost, we fight, but we strive for um very very in a almost in a difficult pattern um you know and I sat down and I know last week's show we talked about maybe if any of you were listening hopefully you were that you jotted down some notes or you thought about you know what what did it mean for you for connection and if you you know were striving for for perfection which I feel like I constantly do and um, it's, gosh, it always feels like it's it's difficult, you know, because I feel like that I'm always striving for perfection, um, you know. And I got to thinking one thing that, um, of course, the first connection that we experience is the connection with our um, adoptive parents. But the first thing we do is we lose our connection with our mother. So immediately we lose our connection with our birth mother. So we experience loss immediately. So it's like getting our arms cut off. Like we lose this connection and then we fight for connection. So right away there's that. Um, So we have that right away. Um, You know, so is it any wonder that we're scared to connect? Um, So anyway, Anne's joining us. So we'll kind of start with that, I think. And I don't know, Ann, how do you feel about that? Do you feel that, you know, that's kind of why we're scared? Because right away we suffer this this loss, and then we have to immediately jump back in and try to connect, like, in a snap second of a moment? Yeah, I was thinking about that. I was thinking about uh, when you suggested connection and perfection, I was, I was wondering how they – would go together and then I was thinking that we do just what you said that the moment we lose the mother we lose our most primary connection and then it, it would it makes sense that we would either try to behave try to be perfect so as not to not to lose the next connection or act out to get it over with. Right. Um, and, and I think that um, there's also an anxiety that comes with connection. Um, that, I mean, I, I crave connection, but then I'm also just inherently afraid I'm, I'm going to lose it. And so it, it's a natural reaction to, to try to be really good just to keep it. 
Right. It's so basic, right? Right, right. I know. I mean, how do you I how do you try to be perfect? Like, how does perfectionism fit into your life? Well, I think I thought if I wasn't perfect, I mean, I wonder if if a lot of us don't feel this way. I mean, I think I felt like I heard that a lot, especially at conferences. If I wasn't perfect, I was going back. Like, they were going to take me back to where I came from. You know, sent back. I don't know where I was getting sent back to because I think we're not going back into the womb. But I think, you know, where Mm -hmm. were we going back to? The home or, you know, to the orphanage or to... You know, wherever they got us from. I don't think we knew where that was, but we were going back there, right? I mean, that's what. And, that's and, what and did anybody thought. ever say anything to you, or, or did that all come from your head? I know. I no. I think that came from my head, and that's weird that we thought that. I mean, because yeah. if nothing was ever said to us, then why do we think that? You know, not funny, but we must have known. You know, because it's I guess. Funny because. Yeah, because we were always chosen. Remember, we were chosen. Right. We chose you. Mm-hmm. You know, we picked you out or, you know, so we must have somehow wrangled that around to a thought that we were chosen from some place, you know, some little store or <laughs> some nursery or, you know, Sears and Roebuck. I don't know. I mean, you know, there well, was some what, special what, store. What, interest, what interests me is how does our, I wish I knew more about how how infants' brains works or work or even children's brains because I feel like our our brains, it makes sense that our brains would think that we had done something bad to to lose the mom. And so even if we don't have language at that point, somehow it makes sense to me that we would have the feeling that something went wrong and so we were responsible. And I don't know if this is possible, but why else would adoptees so many feel the way they do. Th- th- right. That inherent belief that something was wrong with them, and so right. it doesn't matter how good you are, you'll never right. be good enough. But right, but it, yeah, it, never, it's never too good scary enough. to stop. Never good enough, but it's too scary. I don't know what it is for you, but for me, it manifests in weight. If I feel heavy, um, then I'm not. Then I'm wrong. And it's very scary for me. Um, uh, uh, right. Your your hair is always perfect. Oh no! <laughs> is that a thing? No, I don't. It is. Per- I know. I don't. I think you just see in a, in a snapshot it is, but then the, the yeah. second the picture is taken, <laughs> whoosh, the wind comes by. <laughs> So for you, I mean, do you remember as a kid, do you remember ever thinking like you were going to like be sent back or that you were going to go somewhere or, you know, that, I mean, did you have thoughts that, I mean, I had a, I had, you know, a sibling and I thought, and he was always like, I always felt like the trouble followed him. Like he was like the kid and you know, like Charlie Brown, you know, that the dirt always followed him and the, the you know, they he had the blanket and everything. Like, that was my brother, you know. Mm-hmm. So I appeared as if to him, to him, that I was the good one. I wasn't, but mm-hmm. it appeared. Mm-hmm. So how did you feel as a kid that, you know, did you feel like you were, you know, always, like, trying I, to well, be that good well, one? Well, I think this is why when I talk to people now who have adopted children and and 
they don't see that there's any problems. And right. It's so confusing because I don't, I didn't think about adoption and I didn't think I was going to go someplace else, but I was definitely uneasy. I, I mean, I could never stay. If I went away to camp, I got sick. And if I was away from home too long, I just, and whatever too long is, I don't, I would get this feeling, this anxious feeling. And as soon as I got back home, I would realize, oh, it's the same place it always was. I don't really belong here, but I needed to go back. I think just to prove that it was still there, but I didn't know that's what I was doing. And when I was a kid and my parents would leave, and we'd have a babysitter, I would stand by the window and be afraid a tornado was going to come. And I never thought this is because of adoption. Um, And um, I mean, I have a number of those things where I just couldn't separate in in a healthy manner from my parents, but but they didn't think that that was because of adoption. And and I didn't think that was because of adoption. It's did you read that um, Liz Laddie had a beautiful piece today in Dear Adoption? No. Uh-uh. Oh, oh. It, it's Planning incredible. the conference. My brain's been, my face has been yeah, buried into, uh, you know, into the computer. <laughs> yeah, no, I get it. But she she talks about feeling, I'm going to do a terrible job paraphrasing it because it was, it was, everyone should read it. But there's this, there's this, the feeling of something's wrong almost all the time. And um, so that, that to me is what adoption is. What's it for, what's it for you? Um, you know, I, I honestly, I feel like I have so many different views now. They're so intermixed because I feel like I have, I have my childhood views. I have, you know, as I as I had children, things morphed into different, you know, I have once I, you know, started, you know, coming out of that fog, I have, you know, now that I've done legislation, they've just morphed into all this different, you know, I, I kind of almost feel, feel mixed up now. I mean, right. I, I know now that I am sure that I was cheated, you know, out of, time with my mother I feel cheated um mm-hmm. but um so that's a lack of connection yeah I, I I yeah I do feel that I did not get enough connection um I don't think that um I don't know how how we make how we make that work I don't know the solution um you know I don't know how we make that smooth you know, right. because I do, you know, I don't know how, I know there are some mothers that will relinquish that may or may not be able to make that, that smooth. You know what I mean? That they, mm-hmm. they do just need to walk away for, for maybe some mental health reasons or whatever. You know, they, they might not be able to make an open adoption you know, thing work or whatever, mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. for the health of the child, I think it's necessary. Um, but in not in all situations, is that going to work? There's going to be reasons, maybe drugs or whatever, that that's not going to work. Um, well, 
But, you, you know, think I think the child needs that, though, you know. Um, needs what? And the connection with the birth mother? Yeah, connection with the child. I mean, I see now, being around my nephew every day, had I not fought, I mean, literally, I felt like I clawed my way to make that work and that connection. It is my life. I mean, there is no way I couldn't have that today. Like right now, mm-hmm. if somebody said, um, sorry, we're going to take that away, I would be devastated. Like, I can feel like a lump in my throat form. Because, mm. I mean, seeing him every day, I think him up from kindergarten, you know, and I have two other jobs. You know, he's he's not my only job, and he's not my job, but you know what I mean. He's my other, mm-hmm. you know, thing to do. But and I, he's amazing. He's this amazing little being and I get to do with him every day and he cracks me up. He's hilarious and I just can't imagine it. I can't I can't imagine seeing my sisters and watching their children grow I I cannot imagine it. It it, it would it would kill me. So our connection mm. is it's solid. So um I hate for you that you don't have that. I mean mm. that that's a gut punch for me for you. I mean mm. it is it's wonderful, but it's a lot of work, too. I mean, you know, it was work to get to this point. It wasn't like, you know, um, because, you know, not everything was flowers and roses all the way to this point with my biological mom. I mean, you know, I didn't know my dad's name. I didn't, she, I don't know if she didn't really know if she did. You know, there was a lot to get to here. Luckily, my relationship with my sisters has always been pretty much amazing. So that that's mm-hmm. a really good connection out of all this. So um, I know a lot of people, you know, are fortunate to have relationships relationships with their siblings. So um, do you hate that part of that not not having that connection with siblings or aunts or uncles or in, actually any of it? Well, I do have a connection with my birth father's brother and his son and his family, which is amazing. And I have sort of a connection with my birth mother's two of her children. Oh, Um, yeah. But but I have to tell you, I've been thinking a lot about connection the last couple of weeks uh, because I'm really tired. And I spend a lot of time on social media. And I think I, I through Facebook, uh, especially, I've made a lot of connections in the, particularly in the adoptee community, and I'm starting to wonder what what I'm looking for in connection, because I've I've come to terms with the idea that the primary connection between me and my birth mother is bro- is broken. And, yeah. and that's 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 a forever break because it was broken when I was born and she handed me over and so right. that's that's going to be my 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 special thing I get to negotiate in my life and right. I don't know that I don't know it's like my that's my little one leg is shorter than the other yeah. and <laughs> and so I can I've tried to replace it with things you know like things shopping or yes. food or and what I've finally yes. seen is I have a grief that I'm just like yesterday I was in my car and out of nowhere it hit me and I just thought oh 
okay, so this is the grief. And instead of yeah. reacting and instead of worrying that this is going to last forever, this is going to ruin my life, no one's going to like me because I'm going to be depressed, I just, I just let it happen. And um, yeah. it's still kind of there today. Uh, what do you do? What do you do when that hits you? So cry. I, well, oh. um, yeah, I cry. I listen. Yeah. I try to listen. I try to feel better because I don't. I don't yeah. like the feeling. And so I went for a walk on the beach. I did yoga. I ate a lot. I bought two desserts. Um, <laughs> I yeah. What kind of dessert? Uh, well, I'm in Santa Cruz now, so I shop at the hippie grocery store where nothing is really that good. Uh, <laughs> so I I bought one really big like, fake uh, seven-layer bar that was full of dates. Um, um, yeah, that was all right. And then I bought these coconut, <laughs> these chocolate-covered coconut <laughs> bars, which sounds delicious, but was it? Um but, but you know, part of what I'm finding is that um, someone the other day, a client gave me a um, a Megabucks ticket. Oh, and yeah. And he said, he said, what are you going to do if you win? And I said, you know, I think I'm just going to stay at home. And I think I'm going to do yoga. And I'm going to have um, one person that I love there. And I'm going to read and write. And I realized that for the first time in my life, I didn't have the need to run away. And right. that felt re- really huge to me. And this, uh, w- what I think, I- I'm trying to pull away from Facebook a little bit because I'm realizing, I think I'm making myself sick by trying to have everybody like me. That somehow, yeah. if I, I get, get a whole bunch of likes on Instagram or a whole bunch of likes on Facebook or if I write a blog post everyone likes, I'll finally be okay. And sure. sure. I, I, I think the primary uh, relationship or the primary connection I have to work on is the one I have with myself. And sure. it's the one I've been avoiding my whole life because I've been so afraid of the grief. And right. I'm, I'm not as afraid anymore because I, I just realized it's like this darling child. It's like this dar. I carry a darling baby and it's been crying for a long time because I've been ignoring it. Right. And I thought, well, so so what if I just spend the rest of my life just taking care of this little baby? And, and some people may think I'm silly or that I should get a full-time job, but I don't have the tools to do that because I have this little baby who has a lot of need because she was ignored for a long time. And I think that... People that understand has, that. With, I don't think no, they, they get don't. that. And, and so, you know, oh. no, they don't. And you know what? I'm not going to try to, I'm done. I'm not going to try to convince people anymore because it takes too much energy. And right. it takes so much energy just to be adopted. Right. I mean, to, and to, to walk around in the world and to not be understood is exhausting. Sure. But if you, if, sure. you give up try, if you give up trying and you just accept yourself, you understand me and I understand you. And so right. I, just have to sh- I just have to shift what's important to me and it's not right. important for me anymore for my family even to understand me or my dad because it's beyond he can't he just, I don't think you can I don't think no unless my, no my mom your, no uh-uh. and and you know like yeah. I used to say like sometimes I would say you know like it was 
it was like my dog, which it was kind of like I have this little chihuahua, and he's 16 almost. Um, and he really is dependent. He's eight pounds. He's like literally he's like my shadow, and he really is mm-hmm. dependent, no lie. I mean, that is the truth. Um, but mm-hmm. it's also me. Like it's, it's he's like a little mini me, and mm-hmm. he, he's he's like me in dog form. <laughs> Mm, how, how is he like you? He's he's dependent. Like he he mm. is he's needy. Like he's like a little he's like a little adoptee. I adopted him. You know, like I got him yeah. from this lady that had like thirty dogs, and he needs he needs healing. He was uh, he was abused, and oh. he needs attention. And I feel like you know. He and he was taken from his little mom, you know, and I think yeah. that thing, you know what I mean? I think, oh my gosh, that poor little thing, you know, and yeah. you know, I just think people don't understand and you're right. No. We sit here and talk until we're blue in the face and they wouldn't yeah. get it. They won't get it. Well, and I think part of it was I didn't get it before either. I, I didn't I, I was mm-hmm. hard on myself. You know, yep. I would be depressed and and I would be really hard on myself. And yep. and so I think that the first trick is for for me to get it for for me to yes. understand that boy boy am I a full time job yes. and uh, and to be much more patient with myself and be okay I I realize right. that the amount of time I spend a lot of time each day either grieving and it, mm-hmm. it, it doesn't mean I'm crying but it, it means that I'm sad um, sure and I, or trying to get a focus like. like just waiting until I can focus. Yeah. And so where where other people I think just do their stuff, we uh, many adoptees. Um, I, you know when you go shopping and one of the wheels on the cart doesn't yeah. go straight. <laughs> That's sure. what I feel. Like. Sure. <laughs> well, and I think there's more of us that are like that than we care to say, but they're afraid to yeah. say it though. They're afraid yeah. someone's going to judge them for that though. And right. so they won't and, and it's see not, it. It's not being a victim. I, I, I think that's the other thing. It's just if right. you're born with one leg shorter than the other, you just are. And, yeah. And we just right. happen to have been born with something that happened to our brains when we lost our, our, our birth mother. And right. that's just a fact. And, and, well, and why can't we'll, just say I think, that? Right. What? Yeah. Well, and why can't we just say that's what's right. going on? You know, that you know we have that going on that that's what the deal is and we can just say that yes we're yeah we can yeah i mean that's yeah you know well, that's, that's what I'm how doing. we and, feel and, and yeah and and know. if anyone doesn't agree that's so fine and then i don't have to hang out with them <laughs> right yes so uh, I, I just i mean I, I think what's what's painful is that when you're when you're trying to get, when you feel that you have to get people to understand, then that's going to be an exhausting life. Yeah, I mean, I think if we, well, and you're right. I just just now you saying that it's exhausting fighting it instead yeah. of just saying that's how we feel. And if yeah. you don't like that, and you want me to be something different, then go away. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 
way. But also, do you know, do you know how strengthening that is for if if we do carry a little child who's felt neglected, like we are finally standing up for ourselves and and yes. the, and our connect our connection to our essential self. That I believe that once we heal that, we, we will it, it will have plenty of people in our lives because they'll see that we're at home with ourselves and um, that's a good that's a nice person to be with. Um, right. If we're not going right. to judge, if we're not going to judge ourselves, we're not going to judge other people. Right. Exactly. And and to finally just be, and I think not not that I want to constantly go back to the conference, but what's nice no, about some, an environment like that is you can be in a place like that and not be judged and not right. you know someone say, oh no, it's not like that. You know, no. everybody feels like that or in yeah. some form of, or another, you know, maybe not exactly because we're not all alike, but we all sort of feel like that, you know. Yeah. And that's, and it's and okay. E- and even if it isn't, and even if it isn't everyone, I mean, that was, that was the real struggle. That was why it was so hard for me to write a book about being adopted because I thought, how can I speak? for the adopted person. And then I finally realized, well, I can only speak for myself. So I'll just say what it's like for me to be adopted. And then all the pressure came off. And, 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 and the great thing was when people tell me your voice sounds like my voice, that's a bonus. But the, the, I think the, the courage comes in from saying, this is how I feel. And, and, and being able to, um uh say it <laughs> right and right. not not feel ash- not feel ashamed or these are just the feelings that we have and and truly if people thought about what it meant for a baby to lose I, I mean the other day for some reason out of nowhere i i imagined what it was like to to be an infant and i really felt it in a way i hadn't before to, to be this slippery newborn coming out of the mother you know mm-hmm. her flesh is your flesh and and i really right. really understood what it was like for another pair of hands to touch me that there was nothing familiar about that pair of hands that that's that's right. horror movie stuff right that's right. the stranger right. coming into your room and grabbing you and that was our first experience of the world and it only got worse from there well, and, and so, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I don't understand. I guess you know, my, my mom. I mean, had my when she had my brother, he was very, um, very premature, very, very much a challenge. You know, I can't imagine what it must have been like to have had, you know, a two-year-old, to, you know to be running around, you know, and then, you know, have him screaming his little bloody head off, you know, because he was, you know, hungry and, you know, very tiny and they fed him with an eye I just can't imagine. I must have, you know, and here I am probably being a brat, <laughs> you know. I mean, a typical two-year-old, right? I mean, yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, and it must have been just craziness around there and, you know, I mean, kids are kids, and I imagine she probably was probably going insane. I mean, a normal parent would be, you know, and 
adoptive parents, listen, the bond is different. I don't care. It, it is different. There is a different um, bonding time and bonding way. And, you know, I, I, watch, I watch parents bond with their children, and you do bond differently. I, and I don't, I'm not trying to be mean. I just think there is a different type of bonding you know, I, I, that doesn't mean I, I think they don't love their children. I just think that there is, there's a difference, you know. And hmm. I didn't, I know. didn't feel that with my mom, but I don't. I felt like my, I, and I saw my parents. One of my brothers was very difficult, and um, they still, they are his parents a hundred percent. And and if my parents proved anything to me. I mean, I tested them. I'm still testing them, and I, I felt. So I'm. I don't. I haven't seen what, what you've seen, but you've seen more than I've seen. The one thing I want well, to go back to before I, but but before I forget, when you said that you were two two years old and that your brother was you know, mm-hmm. having a hard time, and so so I, I just. You know, one thing to consider is that when you do adopt children, that that one child might be a a good number because if you think about it, your two-year-old self who needs attention and all of a sudden a little brother arrives, and not only a little brother Mm -hmm. but a little brother with problems, then suddenly Mm -hmm. you're not getting the the care you used to get, and then you're going through loss again, which for an adopted child is trauma. And right. I think that would that would only exacerbate the uh, the perfectionism because once again your brain would think that you had done something wrong. Right, right. It, well, and you know, years later, um, my mom said, you know, I hope you didn't think that, you know, I forget how she worded it to me. She said that, you know we neglected you or we didn't pay enough attention to you, you know, because, you know, your brother needed so much more attention. And it's right. funny because I don't remember thinking that at all. Right. Not, I mean, not, not at all. I mean, I, you know, he was dyslexic, attention deficit. I mean, there was, you know, there, there was everything. See, I don't think I don't think kids' brains work that way. I think I'm no. not sure about this, but I think that we automatically take it on ourselves that we did something wrong. Yeah, that no. the, the lack of attention, we can't do that kind of thinking. Um, yeah, to blame. No. I'm not sure, but so so. Can you tell me more about the the bonding? Why you think um, uh adoptive parents don't bond the same way that's very interesting uh, to me i i mean i i don't know this is totally informal i mean i i mm. i just watched a lot of parents that that have adopted in through a lot of films i i guess it's that over observing you know mm. and i you know when and it does and, and there are parents i see that that do make that connection with their with their children that that do make that strong connection with them and there are yeah. some that that are so connected with them and that honestly make that 
total reach in, but there's that small, small percentage that even that even do make that connection. And there's parents that are biological that still sometimes don't make that full bond. You know what I mean? It's parenting period. Listen, parent parenting is hard. I mean, we all know that. Yeah. I mean, yeah, and there's the shock of. Like, I have a yeah, friend who I mean, no one, with her no one ever said, oh, this, yeah, it's not going to be easy. Hello. I mean, no. Yeah. But I see that there's something different. I mean, and I don't know. I, I don't know if it is because you you do mm-hmm. or you don't, you know, carry this child, you know, you know, inside you or whatever. But, but I see the difference in parenting. There's something different. Do you, is, that, is that, where do you see that? Well, is that from your own family? Um, yeah, oh yeah, for sure. I mean, mm. I I think it's this it's the it's the amount of almost the amount of care, you know, how mm. they react to and maybe it's because I see that maybe I see how, you know, I was affected to what, you know, like what I did or didn't, you know, want for my kids or, or how I did things, you know, for them or with them or, you know, them falling down or what I wanted for them or what I, you know what I mean? I I don't know. Maybe that's, maybe that's part of it, you know, or maybe, you know, and like I've, you know, we've had discussions at conferences or, you know, what we've, you know, wanted our kids or them being scared, like at sleepovers and, you know, just different things that you observe our parents doing that we did differently with, you know, with our children or, you oh, know, things that's like. That's so interesting. hmm You know, I, I, I was thinking the other day of how far-reaching this is, you know, for, for birth parents who relinquish, right, and in this new day and age of keeping books and, the, the open adoptions, so that now these siblings who are then born after these children that are relinquished, that they know what these older sibling, siblings that were relinquished, they can see what they look like, you know. You know, they mm. say, you know, this is, you know, Bobby, right? And they mm. know what Bobby looked like. And yeah, they I love say, that. you know, but then they say, you know, well, when can I see Bobby? You know, where is Bobby? Who has Bobby? <clears throat> you know, I want to I want to see Bobby. Yeah. Because you know, that's that's a lot of that's a lot of power. I mean, not power, but that's very powerful. That's very, you know, th- that's a lot of information to give this younger sibling who, you know, now wants to see this other sibling. And it's it's both good and you know um, I don't want it's not bad at all but it's it's now this you know place where this little sibling you know now is you know nurturing this little dream of being able to see this sibling one day you know because you know they're they they're you know hoping to see you know their sibling at some point. And well, I'm not sure, but that seems to me that that would be an example of adoption and connection gone bad. Yeah. 
because in my mind connection is is a positive thing and if you're connect if i'm connected to you that mm-hmm. means that well i guess like in my mind it's positive and it means that i can call oh, yeah. you I have mm-hmm. access to you, but if I wouldn't say if I if someone said, well, you and Pam are related, but you I can't tell you where she lives, and you'll never be able to talk. To, well, you can't talk to her until she's eighteen. Mm-hmm. That is that is a sort of a a dangerous and maybe even a sick connection because it's hard. It, it's really hard. It's, I mean, I yeah, it's a really it's not mine. I mean, true. I mean, yeah, I don't I, know. You know, I'd want, I'd, I mean, I'd want my child to know, but I don't know, I don't know when, I don't know when's the right time to introduce that. I mean, I wouldn't want to tell somebody, no, you cannot introduce that, because I guess that would be each, each, each family's decision. You know, maybe they've got, maybe they've got a, maybe they've got a plan in place. Right. So maybe well, there is a maybe there's a, yeah, a plan. If they, if they have a if they have a plan, but you know, I do right. know that the the connection that I have with my birth mother, which is that I have her photograph and she told me that she didn't want to meet me, that is easier for my brain to deal with than being connected to my birth father who said, mm-hmm. um, you know, I I might not meet you. And so now my right. brain, part of my brain is always wondering. Right. It truly, it's still wondering there be what's a day. wrong with me. Right. Yeah. yeah. When will there right. be a day? What's wrong with sure. me? Sure. And, sure. and part, of me, part of me wants to get control and, and write to him and say, forget it. I don't want to meet you anyway. Because then at least I'll feel like I have some control over the situation. But uh, so I think that connection for adoptees in particular it's it's really important that's why this whole this 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 um the the line that i wrote in my book was when i taught my friends to say i love you and i'll never leave it's this it, it it's reminding me and other people that my brain always thinks you're gonna leave and so i know you're gonna die but but i can deal with death but can, can we just treat me like a little kid? And can you just tell me over and over again, I love you and right. I never leave? Just so that right. I can train my brain because, you know, my brain is like Groundhog Day where every day it forgets. And so every day it, th- every day it thinks it's going to lose. You yeah. know, I met someone, I'm helping someone with a project, and I like her quite a bit. And I went into it, I saw myself go into this kind of tailspin of anxiety because part of me, was thinking she's going to leave. She's not going to like me. I'm going to lose her. I'm going to like her, and she's and it's mm. going to be terrible. And so part of me wanted to mess it up right away just to get it over with. Mm. And, and then I thought, okay, so, so the bravest thing for me to do is to go in this with an open heart and – but, but if I if I have a if I have a strong connection to myself, it won't matter so much if she leaves me because I'll still be grounded in myself. Mm-hmm. Whereas before, I, I would have felt you know in the old days if a boyfriend broke up with me, I thought I was going to die. Right. Even oh, I, I know I exactly. Even if I didn't like him, or even if right. I broke up oh, with right, him. right. You'd rather stay. 
because it meant not, you know, being hurt. Right. It, it meant know? still being connected. Because right. when you break that when you break that connection, it it goes back to, to your visceral sense of losing the birth mother, and that yeah, because you're still die. connected. Yeah. Right. Yeah, because you're not you're not getting hurt then. Right. Yeah. I so for me the the trick is how do you have a uh, healthy connection? Well, I I I I would I don't like that feeling. Yeah. I. I don't like getting involved with friendships like that. Yeah, I'm I'm better off um peace out, you know. <laughs> um I don't want to be I don't I don't like um you know, if there's a friendship like that, I don't I don't step Wait, in. Wait, like what? If if you if I think like what you were saying, if there's a friendship that's iffy like that, um yeah. I try not to go in. You know, right. if I feel like that's going to be iffy, no, I'll just go boop, boop. <laughs> yeah. I'm out. <laughs> so I, how I don't. How do you make sure that your friend, how how do you pick? Well, what makes you I'm just very cautious. Well, I can't say I'm cautious. I'm not really. I don't think I am really. Sometimes I just get hurt, you know, because it happens. I mean, some, and a lot of times more often than not, I mean, you know, because I think, you know, you and I kind of just go in and, you know, and we kind of give our all, I think. You know, we just, yes. we kind of walk in, do-do-do. <laughs> and yeah, that's the deal. sometimes, yeah, yeah, well, and that's, that's it too. You know, I've said this before, you know, I kind of just give my all. You know, here yeah. I am, you know, knee deep in, in conference stuff and, you know, Connecticut is in the middle of, of um fighting for um you know records they're right smack in the middle of it and they you know needed testimony so I quit what I was doing mm-hmm. threw my conference stuff aside and and uh pulled my testimony out and you know zhuzhed it up a little bit that um did a introduction paragraph you know and sent it off because I mean you know they asked mm-hmm. me and you know, I followed through. I mean, they, you know, I wanted to do it because to mm-hmm. me that's, my conference isn't important, but that's more important, I think. Um, not that that's really what we're talking about, but I mean, I think when someone asks something of me, I want to follow through with something because I think that's important. And, mm-hmm. you know, you don't get asked to do that stuff very often. And, you know, um, we should do stuff like that. And since my state won, you know, and my state's governor is now vice president, you know, I think that I owe that to people, you know, mm. um, you know, we, we should return favors to our, to our fellow states who are fighting the fight. And, you know, so I feel like if, you know, if somebody says, you know, you know, I need you to help me or can you help me? And I say, yes, you know, mm. that's, and so I will follow through. Is that your way of is that a, mm-hmm. is that your way of mm. I think you know, so. Do you know Do you know what happened when you and I did the show where it just fell apart? Uh huh. That to me that was in the old days. I might have um, broken away from you because we failed. So this gets back to connection and perfectionism. Um, yeah. Because I would have blamed myself. And then I would have and, felt terrible. Uh, yeah. And then I wouldn't have been able to connect with you because I would have been ashamed. 
And so the, yeah, the but it was my fault, really. <laughs> no, it wasn't your fault. It was we both we did it together. It was just something that it just didn't. Well, and work. you know what? The good thing but, is, I think, like you said, though, the good thing is, is we just went and we just erased it, and it we just yeah. look how good we've gotten two really good shows off of that. I mean, but I see, think that I was really, but that, yeah. also I was really proud of us because I felt and myself because I thought, oh, so. You are now you. I was so much. It didn't. I didn't even really phase me, because I didn't no. Me so either. We, we made we no. made a mess. So what? Right. We were trying and and that's yep. all that matters. Well, and, and you know, it's, and you say that because that that's really what I thought too. Because you know, yeah. that is that is exactly what I have learned over time, and 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 I have and some of the times not not our shows, but probably more back in the beginning of doing this years ago. There has been times where I thought, especially new and starting, I don't want to go on. I don't want to do it. Oh, my gosh. And they have mm-hmm. been some of the best shows, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and same with these. Not that they, not that I didn't want to do them, but, you know, look, we made a mess with that one. And they've, mm-hmm. and they've turned out to be great shows. So, I mean, you know, we we turned them into two really, really good shows. We've had great following, and, you know, maybe after, you know, your other thing is done, um, you know, we can pick back up and do a couple later on. Yeah, and, I would hope so. You know, um, people, people really like to hear, you know, they just like to hear us, not, not just us. I mean, they like to hear uh, people talk because that's what it, normal things are normal things because people are normal. That's what life is normal. And there doesn't have to be anything special because when people go through reunion, it is normal reunion. Um, I hate to call them issues. It's normal matters. And, you Mm -hmm. know, whether you connect and, you know, I don't, you and I've talked about like um, when you go through reunion, like when I found my mom, I really wanted to go and sit on my mom's lap. I wanted, yeah. I almost be an infant, and I wanted her to hold me. And it's the weirdest, strangest feeling. Um, my mom probably would have looked at me like, what are you doing? Um, mm-hmm. Why are you sitting on my lap? But she probably would have let me. Um, maybe. I would have I'm not loved sure. it if I was the mom. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I, um, by you the way, your daughter, didn't get to well, have that with you. your daughter is so beautiful, by the way. Oh, is she? I mean, I she is she's so a, cute. She's a perfect, she's a perfect human being. <laughs> Oh my gosh! I just think she's so cute. Oh yeah, um, she is. So cute. And my fa- not my favorite, but just as an aside, when people ask me where I got her or what her story is, or <laughs> has she gone has she gone to Asia to to meet her birth parents? I um I I I, I feel <laughs> like I, I have so many feelings I don't even know what to say. And, and so my takeaway from that is never ask anyone if their child adopted. <laughs> They ask you if you adopted her. Oh yeah, they used when she was a baby. They would say, "What's her story? When did you get her?" So then I would just say, "Well, I pushed really hard, and she came out." <laughs> you know what's funny though? My son is yeah. um, a redhead, right? I mean, he's mm-hmm. obviously white. Um, we were, I had him in the cart, you know, the little riding part of it. We were at Kroger and it was raining. So I was kind of let, waiting till it let up a little bit. 
and there was an older woman sitting on the bench behind me, and I hear her kind of talking, and I didn't know she was talking, but it was raining so hard, you know, you couldn't hear her voice, and I said, oh, I'm sorry, I, I didn't know you were talking to me, and I said, I didn't hear what you said, and she goes, ha, well, he must be adopted, and of course, that goes through me <sighs> like a knife, and I said, I'm sorry, what did you say? Well, he must be adopted with that red hair, because my hair, <clears throat> when it's not colored with L'Oreal number nine, um, <laughs> is very <laughs> is is jet black. And um, I said, uh, no, <laughs> I have the stretch marks to prove it. <laughs> no, he's mine. And she just looked at me like she wanted to just like absorb herself back into that wooden part of the bench. And I thought, yeah, lady. Yeah, she thought he was adopted. But but isn't our terminology even funny? The fact that you would say and I would say she's mine, but that means that they were adopted. If they're Uh adopted, then they're not mine. Mm -hmm. Right? right? I mean, Mm -hmm. our words are so. (laughs) And and you wonder why we as adoptees have trouble with connection when our our parents, in the world's eye, can't say she's mine. I know. So then we're then we're nobodies. Uh, I just you know, who yeah. Immediately I'm like he's mine. I mean, but yeah. what on earth did her think that? I mean, did I mean? And he looks just like his. Well, actually, what's funny is he looks and looked j- just like my mother. I mean, he looks like my ex-husband and my mother. I mean, the mix of the two. Mm-hmm. I look like the odd man out, really. Because I look like my dad. But anyway, it's, I mean, it just cracked me up. I was like, he, hello, why would you say that? I mean, you can't see the other half of the equation here, lady. Why would you even begin to think that he's adopted? What a dumb thing to well, say. I don't, I don't I, it is dumb, and I don't think that people, you know, so many people don't understand that the word adopted comes with an emotional charge. No, they don't. And they, they just don't. think it's a, it's a, it's a funny all. way to say that he's different. Right. Um, but, but. Uh, again, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I knew exactly what you meant when when, yeah. when they would say, I mean, I can just imagine how you felt. I, I, get, I only got that, I got that a couple of times, but I can mm-hmm. imagine you probably got that. I mean, I, now that you say that, I get it, but I didn't, I didn't get it at first. I was like, what? And then now I kind of get it. Yeah. But, yeah. So really, really people, come on. You know, well, it's, I mean, it's, well, it's, it's funny, too, because it's, it's the one person that I have a blood connection sure. to, and then the sure. world kind of ch- chips at it. And because yeah. I, I'm vulnerable to that stuff, it, it actually, I feel it in a deep way, and I feel like even, like, I can't even have that. I can't even right. have a blood you can't relative. Get and, you know what's funny? When you know, I see her, I see you, though. I do, I mean... I, I see what you're talking about now, but what's funny, though, when I saw her picture, I do see, you know, you and her. Yeah, we have, similar, we have similar features. It's, it's a beautiful, yes. I, I love to yes. see that. And it's, it's, yes. um, it's but, but I also do, I also do understand that um, because she doesn't look exactly like me and because some people right. assume that she's adopted, I would love her the same. It, oh, of so, course. So through her, through her, I see that it, it's it, it's the same if I adopted yeah. her or if I gave birth to her. I would love her so fiercely 
and um, of course, yeah. Well, it's funny. Got I got a little you, bit of that. Thinking about it. Yeah, and you know what? When you're saying that, um, when I married, I sound like I'm married ten times. When I married my second husband and my third and fourth, no. <laughs> when I when I married my second husband, um, I've married twelve times and um, yeah. thirteen. I'm no, on my fiftieth. <laughs> and they've all been wonderful. And um, yeah, they're all so yeah. <laughs> All the jewels I've I've <laughs> I've stocked up. No, <laughs> um, but my husband had a um, 13 year old son, and so who's now um, 32, and I'm a grandma now thanks to him. Um, mm-hmm. But um, you know, I I got the smack in the face of feeling now what it's like to have the feeling of being an an adoptive parent since because. Mm. Uh, the step parent slash adoptive parent feeling, and um, now he hasn't seen his mother in 18 years. She left the picture completely. Um, mm-hmm. So soon on, I became mom, and wow. um, he calls me mom. So I was step parent for a year, and then I became mom. So it what sort of became like almost. Yeah, and um, so like there were a lot of different emotions him? that I went through, and mm-hmm. you know I've I kind of experienced quite a lot, and um, so you know I I kind of I kind of got to feel what it might have been to be like kind of my mom, but in a really fast manner of you know, and especially with mm-hmm. a fourteen year old, fourteen year old, but. Um, mm-hmm. you know, I know what you're saying because I love him the same. And I tell my two biological boys, I teasingly say that, that he's my favorite. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, and it's a total joke. I mean, and, you know, we often talk about, you know, funny things like, you know, when I, when I, when I age and I, you know, get into the nursing home and, you know, who's going to, you know, you know, brush my teeth and, take care of me and do those awful things, you know, like, you know, wipe me and <laughs> they say, they say Ryan is. <laughs> oh. And I'm like, you guys, that's not fair. And they're like, yeah, but he is. <laughs> but I mean, so, I mean, I, you know, in a total joking, man, but I'm very close to him and, you know, yeah. so I'm like you, even, you know, I mean, he's not biologically mine, but I love him the same. I do. And yeah. so yeah. you can bond, but I think you have to know what that is. You have to know that special feeling to not have it. And I yes. I know that he doesn't have his mother around, and I know yeah. what he needs because no one knows better what he needs than me. Yeah. And, yeah, so, but see, our adoptive parents, some might know and some don't know, and the ones that don't know are the ones that need to know. Does that make sense? I think, yes. you know what I mean? Yes. And yeah. there needs to be some kind of class that tells them what they need to know. And well, if I we think could, it would be interesting. That, if yeah, that would be great. Assume, if, pe- if people just assumed, like if the medical field could just assume that anyone who's adopted is going to have 10 traits, let's say, you know, difficulty um bonding or um right. difficulty leaving home or, or 
And then they had a protocol, right? Like, okay, your yeah. your child before the age of five needs three EMDR sessions. She yes. needs to see a therapist who is um, versed in um, adoption, you know, for the first 27,000 years of her life. Um, like 10 steps that everybody, that, that everybody should go through, whether they, whether their child is affected by adoption or not, I think would be helpful. But you know, when parents who adopt ask me, what should, what should I do? I don't know. Right. I, I have to. Right. And that's what I'm, I'm trying to find therapists like, um, Joyce Pravro, who is in Boston. I think she's wonderful. Um, Leslie Johnson, who I've done EMDR with um, in Los Angeles, um, I, I think she's incredible. And partly I just think it's about finding therapists uh, who sure. the parents sure. can call and ask the questions. Um, right. I, I agree. I totally agree. I, yeah, we should come with a team. But when you're adopted, there should be a team of people there ready to help. And I don't think – anyone should say my kid's okay I'm going to opt out of this exactly I think it should I, agree. Be, I think it should be mandatory because that's the that's the parent making the decision and the parent yep. does not know what's going on in the child's brain yep I totally 100% agree yeah. I they they there should be no opting out all all, no. you know, all adoptive parents and it should be post adoption counseling should go through you know, infancy into toddlerhood, oh. into kindergarten, into you know, teenage. I mean, it forever, should be this forever. I think it's a yeah. Forever. Should be I this. I wish my dad. Have to, yeah, I wish yeah. my dad had someone telling him what a fifty-year-old adoptee is going to be going through, <laughs> so he didn't. So right. He would have been more prepared. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, why not? I mean, why shouldn't why shouldn't there be you know this you know little ticket they have to cash in. I tell right. them, you know, <laughs> I think, you know well, what it I is. Think, well, because the assumption is that not every adoptee feels this way, and the larger hope is maybe it's all in our heads anyway, and so right, maybe exactly. if people ignore it, it'll just go away. And, and right. what I'm hoping is that the louder our voices get and, and the more voices that, that join into the chorus, people will start to recognize that adoptees really do have some sort of core issues that right. that are serious that are serious um and uh, need to be addressed right all right we are literally at the end of our show we have we have done it again that's, we are like so we, i don't know by. how we do it we i'm gonna miss you next week this job better be worth it <laughs> i know well i know because we i know i'm gonna miss it i thought we were like on yeah. this hit but anyway hopefully I we thought get so too Hopefully we get to do it after you get done with your with your job. But everybody who's listening, um, hopefully you got to enjoy the two shows we did, and hopefully we'll get to do more. So don't forget, guys, um, you guys can get, you know, Anne's, um, you know, blog, and you can follow her um, on Instagram. And, and don't forget to check out our conference. Go to indianaadoptingnetwork.org um, backslash 2017 conference. So come join us at the conference, you guys. There's going to be so many speakers, and um, you can come stay all night and get up on Saturday. There's more stuff. So thanks again, Ann, for joining me. They, I've had a great time. I have had a Thank wonderful you, Pam. time. Thank you, Pam. Thanks. This is and um, I really have a bunch of stuff, and you've 
you've helped me too, so I really have enjoyed it. Ditto. Thank you. Um, Thanks again. And you guys, honestly, hopefully you guys have enjoyed it too. So, okay, guys, blue skies, green lights. Until next time, love everybody. Join us at the conference. Okay, goodbye on next time, guys. Bye. Bye. Bye, Pam. Bye. Bye.